The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. June 3rd, 2020, The Wednesday Night Wars. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I'm going to talk about AEW Dynamite NXT on USA. And tonight, the conclusion of the Drake Maverick saga of him getting his job back in NXT. <laughs> he did not win the Cruiserweight Championship. No. On the, out there crying, people cheering for him. He's on the ramp. Triple H comes up to him, gives him the contract. He's staying in the company. I almost would have respected it if Triple H would have come out and said, so here's your last check, and uh, if you could just uh, sign no, this release. No, you wouldn't have. Because it would have been Dude, like, I would have been like, go for it. Be a, be a dick about I, it, you know? Can I just say something really quick? Triple, hang on, I want to get my text. Triple H is the baby face in this whole entire angle. <laughs> I know he's the one who just got over tonight. Right. I know that's what I'm saying. That wanted the swerve. I wanted him to be a jerk about it. I would have been like, well, this at least is like unforeseen. Dude, what about uh, Justin? The proverbial, you'll shoot your eye out, kid, Santa Claus, and kick Ralphie down the slide. I kick <laughs> Spud down the ramp. <laughs> yeah, Vince, Vince is the evil boss who fired Drake, and then Triple H is the one who saves Drake and brings him over Dude. to his brand. He's working a great gimmick. I got to give it to him, dude. He looks like the savior of professional wrestling all the time. Yeah. The guy that we hated as a fan. I mean, good for Drake. But, you know, as Joey yes. Dorgen saying, it, like, it did feel really forced. Um, I mean, we knew, look, we knew, we knew, we knew, we knew right. Drake wasn't leaving the company. Um, right. I, I don't know. I mean... Like I'm, I'm, there's so much more stuff to be angry about or upset about in the world right now. Like I'm not gonna waste calories, uh, you know, thinking about how we were worked in this perhaps less than, um, yeah, you know, uh, sensitive fashion. But Drake's, yeah, Drake's got a got a job. Good for him. He put on a hell of a match tonight. I mean, we want what's best for him in all this. It just this feels like a very manipulative uh, path that it took to get here. Yes, I agree. Um, so what'd you think, uh, tonight, Justin gut feeling who won tonight, AEW or NXT? I mean, I'm going to think AEW just off just because they've been winning more. So like, there's nothing that like, I don't think NXT had enough to like sway the, the pendulum to their side, but I don't think it was a runaway. I don't think, uh, I think those, those shows are pretty close. And I'll just say, as we're talking about the main events, main event to main event, both title matches, I know there's no way Cody Rhodes is losing the first week he defends the TNT Championship. So I was kind of like, all right, he's just going to try to make Jungle Boy look good. It'll be a good match, but whatever. I was more interested in the main event of NXT because I'm like, all right, Drake's, they've invested too much time. Drake's not gone. But let me see what happens. Yeah. You know, I so I was, yeah. So I mean, so, and then, and then they, but they did swerve me away, Glenn, because I figured, okay, Drake's going to win this title. And then they pin Drake. I'm like, all right, so he's not the champ. Then they then they stick and then I look at the time. I'm like, all right, they got a couple minutes left. Is somebody gonna come attack them? What's gonna happen? I didn't expect Triple H, so I gotta say NXT topped it off for me. It was a better finish. Uh, come Alonzo. on, Alonzo. Come on, Alonzo. Don't be that guy, but go ahead and read it. 
<laughs> saying Drake's been resigned, uh, resigned. We really people need to start hyphening that because I see that in resign and resign. Like yeah. who decided those were the point. same word? Uh, sucks for all the other talents that got released from WWE and won't be resigned. I mean, but I agree with it. Does feel weird, but again, it's can we not do that for once? Once, <laughs> can we as a society just be happy for somebody instead of doing the? But what about? Because I get what he's saying, technically. I just don't want to go there because Drake is a friend. I'm excited yeah. for him. I'm happy for him. And to those other talents, and Glenn, you hit it on the head last show, I promise you, all those talents are not going to be bugged by this whatsoever. Because anybody's ever worked with this guy gets it. We're all, we were all lifelong fans. This is all true. Not like him. I'm telling you. This guy's on a different stratosphere when it comes to his fandom of wrestling. And um, more importantly, he's a great act, super yeah. charismatic, and I would always pay money to see him because he's going to entertain me. They've not done him any justice with how they booked him, and he's still got certain things over, I thought, but nowhere near as good as he did in TNA and even Indies, I would say. He is yeah. damn entertaining. He's deserving of this. But yeah. thank you, Alonzo. <laughs> Yeah, Alonzo, thanks for the money, but uh, I got to disagree. With that you. Was, like, no, that was free. That was a free comment. That was free. Oh, well, then because then. Glenn does that. Don't you know that, Justin? It's just like Raj, Glenn picks and cherry picks comments <laughs> from commenters for free that he agrees with. Why don't yeah. I'll just start putting everything on the screen, Matt? Let's see how that goes. <laughs> You'll lose me with my ADD. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, Alonzo, like they said. It's not like this is a talent who uh, who his peers are like. What? Why is this guy been hanging around as long as he has? Anyways, they're they're happy that, that this guy <laughs> has it. <a> <laughs> you guys see what Alonzo Smith? Reading? Thank you, Alonzo. Yes, Alonzo Smith is back. I already said I'm happy for Drake. I'm entitled to my opinion. Don't yell at me, Matt Morgan. I'm not Justin Lafar. <laughs> Thank you. That was awesome. All right, that made up for it. But yeah, like 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 Matt just said, I mean, his peers are happy for him. And and Alonzo, I want to keep want want you to keep something in mind. Uh, we don't know, I, or at least I don't know. I don't know if Matt knows. Don't know if Drake, if he is maybe making something different. If he is going to be exclusive to NXT, where previously he was on Raw and SmackDown. And WWE has been. It's been on Wrestling Inc. You can read about it. WWE has been re reaching out to some of the talent that they did release when this pandemic started. The word is they're releasing, they're reaching out to them, and they're offering them far less money if they want to return. And so up to this point, That's nobody's took weird. it. So, you know, Drake might be in a similar situation as to what they've been trying to offer to some of these other other released talents, which is, hey, stay with us, but it might be for you know different terms. You know, so uh, again, just keep that in mind. But yeah, let's be happy for let, let's be happy for anybody during a pandemic and all that's going on to have a job, and especially as Matt said, one who is such a great performer. It's what they do with them from here, man. You know, I mean, I think uh, that's why in a way, okay, so if this was all work from the get-go, it might have been cooler to drag it out, have them show up, get them in an angle. Like, I'm really curious what they do with them from here. What, what I think is going to happen, and I don't like it, but I think, honestly, he will have done more storyline-wise and great gimmick, characters, whatever you want to call it, angle, with this and not being on, under contract, then he'll get when he is under contract. Because I'm telling you right now, they're going to miss the boat with him yet again and not put him in something in which he shines. Yeah. I wish they will. Because it's a, a, he'll be chasing he'll be chasing that 24-7 title before you know it. They'll resurrect it somehow. Yeah. 
As long as he's not uh, peeing his pants and talking about how he can't consummate his marriage, I think it's all a step up. I don't know. I think if, if he's going to be just exclusive. He did good with that. He did. he did good with that, by the way. Sorry. If he's going to exclusively, exclusively excuse me, be on NXT, I think he will have a better chance of actually being utilized. Maybe he, maybe he eventually can get into a North American title. I mean, I think, I think if he's on NXT only, and that's what it looks like based upon Triple H and the NXT contract there, I think yes. he's got a better shot. I don't think he's going to get sucked into 24-7 title stuff again if he's on Wednesdays only. I think we can actually see him have a quality takeover match matches. So I'm going to give it a chance here because this is um, NXT will be far better suited to utilize him to his fullest than Raw or SmackDown was going to. It's just straight comedy. And we'll talk about this, but uh, you know, signs of hope for for that anyone can make it tonight, given what happened with Brazongo. I mean, I think we know how it's going to go at TakeOver, but that tonight was a little nice, unexpected surprise. Uh, but let's talk about AEW first. Uh, the show that started off with Hangman Page and Kenny Omega against Kip Sabian and Jimmy Havoc for the AEW World Tag Team Championship. Uh, Matt, what'd you think of this match? Who won? Oh, uh, the champions, Hangman and Kenny retained. Okay, so... Just before we begin, I always want to say that. Um, this this was good. I, I just still don't get how um oh, Sabian and um Havoc got a tag team title shot. Just wins are supposed to matter. Yeah. This company. So it's be treating it like sport. This did not feel to me like if this was a championship match. Imagine the World Series, right? This is like a team that's not even in the damn playoffs playing in the World Series. Nobody's taking them seriously. Um, so I'm, what I'm finding, and this isn't a good habit, is I'm finding myself being able to disassociate the sport a part of this they were supposed to be giving us with wins mattering. I was like, oh, really good. oh, we lost Matt Morgan. There he is. Can't hear him. Yeah. Oh, and now so, there you are. Now we hear This is now. really good. Can you hear me? Yeah. This is good for Havoc uh, and, and company, and Sabian rather. Um, and that's not how we should be watching it, in my opinion. We should be watching it like it's a real sport to some degree. It's been their disbelief. Yeah, this didn't do anything for me. If we're talking about real sport, then real sport is you need to like acknowledge the rules. And once again, this might as well just yes. be called a, 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 a tornado tag. Uh, a lot of sloppiness in the in the rules of tag. Once again, you know, so they so they try to throw Penelope Ford out. She gets ejected by the ref. Ref's distracted. Well, then the heels take a wrench and then hit both babyface with this wrench. And it wasn't even a false finish because ref goes <laughs> one, right as his hand hits two, babyfaces kick out. They didn't even wait till two and three quarters. And then the match goes on for another 12 minutes. Mm. There, there was so much. And, and if there's so many other things I could get into about like watching this, I'm just, I just didn't get it. I didn't understand what they were trying to accomplish in this. I don't know yet. Yeah, to Matt's point, I don't know what made these guys earn a, earn a tag title shot. I just, this just, I didn't get it. I didn't do anything for me. I, I'm sure there was, uh, yeah, there was some good moves done, but it, it just didn't make yes. sense. Nothing of it made sense to me. This, the first 20 minutes of AEW versus NXT, I'm taking NXT because this, this to me is a lot of waste. Jimmy Havoc is growing on me for what's oh, worth. There you go. Matt comes around on Jimmy Havoc. Um, yeah, I, this, this was an okay opening this show. Um, after that, we had Tully Blanchard uh, giving Sean Spears a single black glove, a part of wrestling history for decades. 
Ted DiBiase, Blackjack Mulligan, Barry Windham have all worn this glove, and it's time for Sean Spears to show how heartless he really is. What did you think yeah. of this, Matt? Did you pop for this? this was, yes, the old school wrestling fan was like loving this, right? However, I feel like and if I was in Sean Spears' position, and this was positioned to me, or, or you know, proposed to me, I think the mark in me would bite on this, like, yes, like I did with Hogan's robe. <laughs> you know oh. what I mean? It was a TNA. Um, I was like, wait, I get to wear hold up. The robe you wore was Andre Giant and Shea Stadium. Hell yeah. Sign me up. Meanwhile, it looked terrible on me. Um, but th- this is where wrestlers could be their own worst enemy. And you, you you when you're a fan, it should be a good thing, but sometimes it's a bad thing. And Sean is like it feels like he keeps doing like gimmick on gimmick on gimmick on gimmick. You know what I mean? And eventually it becomes overkill. I hope he's able to make it work. I'm a big fan of him. He looks like an actual professional wrestler, a pro athlete, somebody who's in great shape, wrestles great matches. Huh? Um, they need to get him back to where he was when he first came in because he was red hot when he first came in. Well, speaking of gimmick on gimmick on gimmick, Justin, do you think this glove is going to end up being a like Mike situation? <laughs> what does that mean? What does that mean? Like Mike. You haven't seen like Mike? Bow Wow got the shoes, the Jordans, that belonged oh, to Michael Jordan, sorry. and he could play like Mike. Yes, yes. I do remember that. I went to Michael Jackson. I apologize. Okay, yes. my bad. Um, yeah, you know, the production and the execution of what, of, the, of what they shot with Tully and Sean was good. And I will say this is somewhat different because it's not like this is a gimmick that gets – it's not like this is a gimmick that's been overdone. It's not like somebody's getting bestowed the glove every couple of years in wrestling. So it was a, a pool from, 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 for wrestling – you know, historians and, and longtime fans, but kind of uh, spinning off of what Matt said, you know, they need something to click with Sean because, you know, when he comes to AEW, he, he's one of the first, you know, former WWE guys to come. And of course, you know, underutilized this Ty Dillinger in the perfect 10. And, you know, they stick Tully with them and they've had a, a string now of taking veterans and sticking them with guys, Arn, Taz, Jake the Snake. And this has just been the least effective. It just hasn't really clicked. It just up to this point, Tully with Sean Spears and Sean Spears in general just hasn't clicked. And Sean Spears is a very good athlete. He is good in the ring. So I do hope this also works. I don't know, though. I don't know if at this point they're just now throwing darts against the wall. Like, all right, what, what's the next lifeline we can throw to Sean Spears to try to make him relevant? Maybe this does it. And, again, he it's not like there's a lot of other guys currently in modern wrestling who were bestowed the glove of these of this, with this great lineage. So hopefully it could be pulled off. But I had my doubts. That said, the way they executed the video tonight was good. You keep saying the glove. Now I'm having flashbacks, speaking of Michael Jackson, to the MC Hammer Too Legit to Quit video when James Brown sent him to retrieve. Or no, it was Here Comes the Hammer. That was the one where he wanted him to retrieve the glove, oh, wasn't it? Oh, oh, oh. Yes. Oh, here comes, yeah. Matt remembers the hand. Too Legit to Quit <laughs> was like the most over thing. The best video, actually, because Deion Sanders and company was like, David Robinson. It was a really cool video. Yes. Oh, I miss those days. Um, MC Hammer played for Oakland A's. Yes. Minor leagues, though, I think. Uh, well, and he was a bad boy. No. Now, I know my MC Hammer trivia, uh, being from the Bay Area. Uh, Who was more Really quick. Vanilla yeah. Ice or MC Hammer? Who was more Oh, this is a tough one. Okay. Vanilla Ice was more over, like, more over, over, but Hammer was over for much longer. Like, Vanilla Ice for, like, a month yes. was, like, 
every, like my homecoming dance, they played Ice Ice Baby like seven times at my freshman yeah. homecoming dance. Like that's in the Bay Area where Hammer's from. Ten yeah. Out, ten out. How old are you? You're 43, right? I'm the same age as you. Fall in 1990 is when I started high school. We were not. I was not a freshman. Like I was still in middle school. I, I'm positive. Oh yeah, because your birthday's later in the year. So you you were class 95, right? High school. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. class 94. That's why. Don't. Uh, now, but I think in my middle school dance where they played uh, the clean version of Me So Horny, like. Three times. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so, Brian Cage with Taz. I, I could really this this. I was cl I was class of 05 and they were playing Sierra's goodies. <laughs> the kids. God, you're so young. You're so young. Yes. Um, <clears throat> so. Yeah. Uh, Brian Cage beat Sean Dean. Pretty simple squash. Taz cutting a promo it after. Yeah, yeah, I know. It it's surprising. This, this was good. This yeah. whole segment is designed. Dude, I'm sorry. AEW does an outstanding job. It sounds so basic to say this, but it's the truth. Because I've seen WWE screw it up time and time again. They do squash matches right. Yeah, it's like it's the jump off point to the promo. It's like the squash match is just the, the big appetizer. guys. Let me. Let yeah. me clarify. The big guys do the squash matches right. Kenny, Ole Kenny Omega, no. Yes. Yeah, K Cage, Lance Archer, Wardlow, they've all had good squash matches. Yes. But Kenny, Kenny goes out there and gets a jobber and gives him nine minutes. He gives him Steamboat Macho Man. <laughs> yeah. Kenny's got that problem. This is, speaking of like music, this happens in the Bay Area a lot. Like you go to a concert and then like Chris Isaac's from the area. So Kenny's got this problem. Like, let's invite Chris Isaac on stage. Now we're gonna do a 30-minute jam session on a song you don't care about to showcase Chris oh. Isaac for the audience. And then oh. the audience is like, we just want to hear the hits, man. Just go back to playing your songs. One, I repeat, he had one good video. One wicked game, yes. Wicked game. Yeah, that's where it was that? But that's the thing. Kenny wants to jam. Uh, Kenny wants to have a jam session in the ring with the guy. It's not a squash match. <laughs> it's a yeah. showcase. Gotcha. Um, so Jeez. I agree. I thought this this promo was good. Uh, Moxley yep. coming out, confronting him, setting this up. Loved it. I'm feeling it. I'm just nervous. I don't want Brian Cage having to take an L yet. He is a monster. Um, yeah. Mistake. Still a mistake. I feel they made with Archer. Even though he wrestled a great match, you know Matt. But take a look at the take a look at their brief but track history here with the big man, and not to say that the big men have been destroyed. But Wardlow, what's his first big match? Cage match against Cody Rhodes, loses. Archer, first big match, Cody Rhodes, loses. Yeah. So Cage is probably gonna lose. You know, uh, Brody Lee. Brody Lee comes in, loses. I mean, to to Moxley. P.S. Do not let. Wardlow wrestle on AEW Dark ever again. He has big time main event potential. If you, you know, I wouldn't even let him wrestle. Continue to be, you know, uh, JF's muscle, his heater. All right. And then when you have a match for him, that better be on dynamite. You know what I mean? Because you're hurting him immediately. It happened to me on WWE. They started putting me on velocity and squash matches with Shofunaki, Shannon Moore. Okay, and they build wins for me, but I'm like a quarter of our audience is seeing yeah. this. No one's ever gonna see this. I, I get what you're saying, Matt, and I and I'm for you, but I will I will get, I will say this. They at least did announce like tonight, like um next Tuesday on Dark, Moxley's gonna have a match. So putting your world oh, yeah. champion on Dark, 
They never, yeah. WWE never did that for Velocity or, or Sunday Night Heat. So, touche. Well, Sunday Night Heat when they first started, they did. Rock was all over that, but yes, you're correct. Um, yeah, they didn't put him on Velocity or what was Raw's? Was it always Heat? Was Heat? Yeah, it was Heat and Velocity. You're right. Yeah. Couple of super chats. I am Air two dollars saying Havoc said. Uh, I believe he meant Haryukin uh, during the match. That's a Ryu reference from Street Fighter. That makes sense. Given what they I did at Fighter Fest. Yeah, I, I always thought it was Haryukin or something. Yeah. Like uh, uh, yes. Uh, the spelling is uh, Hadouken, but I've heard it pronounced a couple different ways. Unless he means the uh, Dragon Punch, but I don't think he does. But yeah, I mean, given a Fighter Fest, the Street Fighter cosplay, this all makes sense. Uh, Justin Lopez, we, fought, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, Justin Lopez to be, to oh, be yeah. shouting out video video game references in the middle of a wrestling match. Unless right before your finisher, you yell out your partner yells out, "Finish him!" Like Mortal Kombat, that would be badass. Raj right now is going like Ryback does, like Ryback does. <laughs> Justin Lopez, $5. They do too many number one contenders matches. I thought titles and matches would always be determined by record, always. I feel like I the records, so. the win-loss thing isn't working out how they thought it was going to. Of course not. It, no, of course not. Go ahead, go ahead Justin. Because also, also, you can have records, and that's kind of cool you keep track of it, but there's also such a thing as, as strength of schedule. There's also such a thing of who did you lose to? Who did you Ooh. beat? Hmm, they should true. do that. They should, they should bring that in, actually. Yeah, you can... You know, you can have a good. You can finagle. You can finagle it by saying, "Wait, hang on here. How does Havoc and what's his name Sabian have a match for the World Tag Team Titles? They are not jobbers, but they're lower card wrestlers. This makes no sense. Their yeah. win loss record sucks. They may sucks, but hey, they lost to the Young Bucks seventeen times in a row. Yeah. So look. Yeah. I don't know. When like when that. when the when the committee is trying to figure out the March Madness bracket, yeah, there might be a team that's higher C that has a that has a has more losses, but the strength of schedule dictates they lost to some really good freaking teams. So you, you have to take yeah. that into consideration. We could uh, have MJF try and get the most wins, and it turns out he's paying off his opponents to take a dive just to like, <sighs> boost his record. There's a lot they could do with this. Uh, Matthew Pierce, 499, saying AEW is putting out the most entertaining product across the wrestling board right now, exclamation point. Cody is awesome. And Phil, Phil, Canadian, $5. That's like four seventy five American. Saying question for Matt. Great I realize really AEW uses cables. What's the difference between cables and ropes? As always, love you guys. So rope ropes is what WWE uses, and it's what it is. It's ropes. Um, AEW, TNA, WCW use helicopter wire cable for that matter, and then they wrap a hose around that cable, and around that is a bunch of uh, tape, right? And for cruiserweights, the cable's much better. I always felt like I was thinking in a playpen, though, to be honest. When I was in the six-sided ring of TNA, I always felt the ropes were really short. WCWs were even shorter. It was easier to step over that top rope, you could tell. Like, it came, the, the top rope in WCW came up to, like, Kevin Nash's, like, his butt would go over the top turnbuckle, you know, whereas in a real ring, not so much. Um, and so with real ropes, though, again, they actually do give – this really ridiculous amount of spring when you hit them, believe it or not, ironically. Um, but again, with the cables, they're better based to jump off of and do like AJ Styles, for instance, his, uh, what do you call it, finish he used to do. Like yeah. One. yeah. Um, anything you do off the top rope is easier to do and balance yourself with cables. And they hurt like hell, though, when you hit them. It's like hitting a wall. 
and you get all these terrible marks on you, I would say that are much worse than WWE's ropes if you hit cables really hard. Yeah, and to go off what Matt said, if, if for the for that person asking about the difference of the ropes, if you watch WWE's rings, because like Matt said, <clears throat> the 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 WCW, the TNA, the AEW, they are easier to they, you have more room for your feet to balance. So what W what WWE does to uh, to combat that, if you look, there's always going to be one or two particular corners where as the rope meets the turnbuckle pad, there's extra tape that's been wrapped around the rope to make it thicker. So that way the guys can can jump off the top rope in that corner, so they have a little bit more. Uh, of something to put their their boot on, you'll notice it gets really. It's like a thin thin rope, and all of a sudden it bulges out real big right before the turnbuckle pad because those are the corners that they're designating. That's where you should jump from, so that way you have more, uh, you, know, you know, more room to balance your feet on. Uh, John Nelson pointing out that I should have segued to a Blue Chew or Manscaped promo after the two live crew reference. I was thinking that at the time, but we have a lot to get to tonight, so no Blue Chew this evening. But uh, we did. Did have a super chat. Wolfbane, two dollars. Glenn's haircut makes him look like the <laughs> boss baby. Well, I guess My daughter loves that show. That's, that's the hilarious. Best of all the babies. Uh, maybe I'll you know make some extra money on cameo doing cameos. <laughs> shout outs as the boss baby. And Leonza Duncan, two dollars. You could have just said this for free, Leonza. Uh, Pumps in the bump. The best hammer video. Hashtag hammer thong. Uh, where did it all go wrong, Hammer? Where did it all go wrong? Yeah. Anyhow. What happened next? Please. Uh, um, Colt Cabana. Oh, wait. No, first, before that, we had Lance Archer beating up some guy outdoors, talking with Alex Marvez. Uh, Jake Roberts looked on, saw Archer wasn't in a great mood. Um, what do you do next with uh, Archer, Matt? He's got to go on a vicious streak again. He's got to start killing people again, annihilating them. Honestly, they could do a lot of good with that backyard stuff they were doing with them at one time. I would make that an actual thing. I really would. Just something to make him different. It gives the show a different aesthetic. You know what would be cool? Lance Archer going to a bar. That would be cool. Like yeah. APA used to do. Like APA used to do. You get to a huge fight with sugar glass for beer bottles to make him, you know, look like you're being hit over the head with them. It'd make him look a lot meaner again because he needs to get mean again after that loss. Should hook him up with those guys in Hawaii that took you to the illegal cage fight. That's the type of vignettes he should be doing. I would actually, you know, because I the you know tonight wasn't backyard, but it was like some random spot under a bridge, and he's beating up some guy, and and Jake's trying to control him. I kind of agree with what Matt said that the vignette they did when he was like having like the the, the redneck Fight Club, <laughs> uh, that looked pretty cool. You know, they're not going in this direction. It doesn't appear. But I would let him go in the direction of eventually colliding with a Matt Hardy and let him get let him get down with a Matt Hardy, somebody who has, who has huge credibility. Matt wouldn't be harmed by putting over Lance, and you could do some stuff off-site, not just in the wrestling ring. You could have a match with Matt Hardy in the wrestling ring as more traditional Matt Hardy, but then when Matt becomes broken and all of his supernatural, let Lance go to the Hardy compound, let some stuff happen there. I think it's a way to get it would be a way to get Lance over. So it doesn't appear they're going to go that direction, but that would be a booking suggestion of mine if, if, if I had to say. Uh, speaking of private party, they were backstage. We had uh, Matt Hardy talking to Quen. Quen? That's connect connect pronunciation. I don't think I've ever said his name before. Um, but really putting him over with this. Yeah, absolutely. And then you know them him putting him over, saying you're the future of the tag wrestling here in AEW and private party, Hardy party. Yeah, this was a good endorsement by Matt. Yes, it was. And they are the future of tag team wrestling. I agree. Uh, Colt Cabana versus Chris Jericho with Jake Hager. 
It's kind of like we were talking earlier. We knew Colt wasn't going to win this one. Uh, but what did you think yeah. of the match? Great match. I, I'm always entertained by Colt. I really am. I'm usually not a fan of comedy wrestling or whatnot in this, this style generally. But when he does it, I am. He's just different. He does a lot of cool different things that I, I appreciate as a performer myself, as a wrestler myself. I'm like, damn, I could pull that out. I couldn't do that. Like his pinning predicaments he goes into sometimes, you know, they're really impressive. Yeah, and, and Colt for his size. Uh, you know, he, he doesn't appear because he's not the tallest guy. He's not he's definitely not the most muscular guy. But if you actually stand next to Colt, I mean he's he's so, a pretty he's a pretty built boy, but so he can do some things that a guy of his size you, would normally. When you wear a singlet, it shortens you. It's a fact of the pro wrestling world. Yeah. That's why I want Wardlow out of that singlet. Um, because he's a beast. Um but anyways, it makes Cabana look – it's in a Ryback. I say the same thing about Ryback. I'm like, dude, he's jacked. Why is he covering any of that body up? He looks amazing. Um, but Cabana, it does shorten him for whatever rhyme or reason a little bit. Same with RVD. RVD, you've seen him in person, right, guys? Mm-hmm. He's deceivingly tall. He's yeah. every bit of – like easily 6'2". He's solid at 6'3". Yeah. Like, and he's a very solid – but with the singlet, it doesn't look like that, right? Yeah, that's a great point, Matt, because especially with RVD, he wears a singlet, and then he has knee pads, and he has kick pads that cover all of the bottom half of his legs, so you really don't see how tall he is. Such, he has such big legs. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. He's got big, thick tree trunk legs, too, man. Yeah. But back to uh, a cabana, yeah, he's much taller than people think he is. Um. So after this match, Jericho, after he got the win, was calling out Tyson – uh, and he said we got Orange Cassidy, who put Jericho's hand in his belt, Orange Cassidy style. Uh, Hager went after him, ducked and rolled out of the ring. Best friends brought him over the rail. Santana and Ortiz ran out of the ring. <clears> she <throat> started to talk some trash. Yeah. His best friends of Cassidy walked away. Um, All right, Orange so if, from, but yeah, please. He is he is over. So if you're not bringing out Mike Tyson, can't believe I'm saying this. You can bring out Orange Cassidy because the kid is over. You can't say he's not. He's over. Dude. Uh, I, I pop for it. I would pay $50 just to watch Orange Cassidy versus Mike Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> That's the money. You're right. I'm that being be- dead serious right now, Glenn. I swear to you, that would be more entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. And Ty- Ty- I think against- Tyson would have a great time with that as well. Not, and not against Chris, obviously. I love Chris. I love his work. But come on. Orange Cassidy versus Tyson? That could be... And, and listen, yeah. best friends have got to beat it. I'm sorry, but best friends have got to beat it. I don't like best friends. I'm just saying. It. There you go. Yeah. They're they're uh, the backing band at this point. Orange Cassidy is so much more open <clears> than they are. He's hold, they're holding him down. But, like... He does need to come out with somebody and do his shtick. Obviously, he can't be in a match every week. I get that. Then just don't book him. Have him do backstage stuff. He's funny as heck backstage, too. Yeah. I agree. He's uh, the Beyonce of the group. He needs to go solo. Elevate him further. Good call. Good call. Good call. Best friends is testing each other. That's right. I'm going there. Um, So, oh, let's talk about this uh, montage for Britt Baker. Uh, her working out in a wheelchair. <laughs> Dude, she is lighting it up. I'm sorry. She is feeling herself right now. This is, you, you all got, every fan watching this podcast and listening, rather, 
Go back and watch Britt Baker from the beginning to her transition, which was not very smooth, into a heel. And look at the growth of that character. When I've told you guys countless times, for me to finally hit it in TNA with the blueprint shtick, I had to figure out who I am as a man first, as a young man in this world first. And once I felt who I was and got confident in who I am as a young man, then I was able to get fully into the blueprint character. And it was just reactionary after a while. Britt Baker is there right now. Yeah, she is. Uh, it, it's, it's crazy that uh, she's injured and out for a couple months, and there's more story and more consistency more. with her than there is the actual AEW Women's Champion. Um, no question, and she's way more older. When Britt, you know, like it's amazing, and I've said it before. You know, Britt had never been a heel prior to to this, and she and she's loving it, and she's doing great with it. When she started training here in Pittsburgh, and she was getting, she was in school at the time for her dentistry. Everybody around her, everybody kind of, everybody kind of joked, but also had like a hint of seriousness of like, oh, you should do like a comedy thing, like your Isaac Yankum's uh, like cousin or daughter or something. And she, she knew she wanted to be babyface because everybody kept telling, telling her like, look, you have a babyface repertoire of moves. You're 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 super pretty. Like you just have to be babyface. And so she was a babyface. Thank God she never tried to be Isaac Yankum's daughter or whatever. Um, so seeing her naturally kind of get almost forced into being a heel, it's kind of like the baby, she just wasn't taking off in the babyface role that AEW, I think maybe thought she would. Uh, and there's a lot of components to why that did or didn't happen. This is, it's just, we're, we are watching, we are literally getting to watch live in front of our eyes. Uh, again, Matt kind of alluded to it. Somebody just coming into their own and just, this is just, this is, this is it. She is, she is the hot, the hottest thing they have in the women's division and she's out for the next couple months, but her segments are, even if they're only a minute, training rocky montage rocky you know parody mm-hmm. montage it's still a movie you've still never seen but i understand the references i at least knew i at least knew that's what they're doing all right careful matt's gonna forbid you it's gonna be like the jaws <laughs> thing you're not gonna be allowed to do the music <laughs> until yeah, you see right. it. Can't do it can't do it can't do it i'm already doing it. Can't do it yeah um you know i wonder what aew is doing as far as like developmental promo class i mean with nxt we always heard the stories right like when dusty was running promo now try being a heel. Now try this character. Come up with 10 different gimmicks and let's workshop the ones that we think are best. I mean, I wonder how much AEW is sort of just doing through trial and error versus how much actual talent development they're doing, given that they're so big on being hands-off with the creative. I know with Britt, I know I know Dustin's uh, helped her. Uh, you know, I know he's worked with her. You know, I mean, Kenny, you know, Kenny is the quote-unquote person who's overseeing the women's division you know he, uh, that's i mean you know he, he's there but uh I, I don't i don't think there's anything formal glenn but i think everybody just kind of i think every i think a lot of the i think the the veterans in aew have kind of latched on and have claimed one or a few more younger talents and like and said okay you're my project i'm going to look after you and help mentor you is, is what it seems like has happened uh speaking of the women's division nyla rose versus big swole tonight nyla rose picking up a win via pinfall but uh how do you think both women looked matt what, what was the finish of the match i don't know if i missed it uh nyla rose uh got the pin the spine buster pop-up spine buster and nyla pinned big swole so you guys know already i think you know how to feel about this she should still be the women's champion i'm, I'm not happy with nyla not being champ and we'll leave it at that she did good tonight yeah but she should be getting treated better, in my opinion. Thought Swole looked pretty good. I would like to have seen her get a bit more offense in. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, you know, Swole did. She, there's a few few things, but yeah, we haven't seen her in two months. 
this was definitely a reestablishing of Big Swole, and this was definitely AEW saying, look, she's not an enhancement talent. She's somebody we want to be a regular player, hence why they had this be as competitive as long of a match as it was. Um, yes. so that, and, and then even after the match, she's trying to cut the baby face. I almost had it promo, and, and, and then Britt's interrupting her. So, like, they established Big Swole was a player to, 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 to remember, and she's here to stay. She's not, she's not just coming and going. So, for that purpose, that's good. Um, I, I'm, I'm a fan of Big Swole, and, and uh, you know, yeah, we could, we could argue about who should the, be the world champion right now. And the current world champion in the women's division, I think we all agree, at least, at least this side of the screen, this, this side of the screen, we agree, but it is what it is. And uh, we'll see. I got all tripped up at which way I was going. I tried to be fancy. Yeah, it's, it's hard. <laughs> I've done that too. It's hard. Yeah. I try to look your way and I do it the wrong way like this. Yep. yep. I try, you and I tried to do the stare down one time. I had to go the right way. Yeah. <laughs> it's go. WrestleMania. Justin, your face is half off the screen. Oh, shit. Good job, Joe Biden. That's <laughs> <laughs> hard. Um, oh, so, what happened after that? Uh, Darby Allen. Not cleared for action yet. Uh, calling out, I mean, just injured in the casino ladder match. Uh, but it sounded like he was calling out Brian Cage a little bit. Man, bad, bad idea, Darby. Well, bad idea for multiple reasons. I mean, Darby shouldn't be getting squashed. That should, but Cage no. shouldn't be having competitive matches either. Right. I agree. Yeah. Hope they don't go down that route. Um, Me either. Oh, uh, FTR, Tony Schiavone talking to the, uh, formerly the revival tonight, uh, for the revolution. What did you think of this interview, Matt? Is that their name for the revolution? They said it can mean many things. Uh, um, I liked it. I, I did. Uh, I know you can't go right to them versus young box right away. Right? No, you can't. That's why they came in his faces. Hold that off. You know? which is very hard to do. They have no fans in the arena, and this is a smart play. Let me ask you a question. Would it have been better, and I don't want to armchair, that is what we do. We armchair book their show for them, right? We are the know-it-alls. So easier said in hindsight being 2020, easier said than done, but that said, okay, um, do you think it would have been better to hold them off in their debut until fans were back? No, because if you go on that, if you do that, you have to second guess everything else. Brody Lee was supposed to debut as the as the exalted one in Rochester in his hometown, and he would have got a, like. If you sit by and go, we can't waste this in front of no fans. We can't waste this. But, Next thing you know, it's August, and you have all this stuff that's just sitting there waiting. Like, but if I, fans are back next week, it's going to seem pretty like a missed opportunity that they didn't just wait two weeks. Guys, all three of us, all, and all three of us in our lives, it's not related to wrestling. We all have talked about this all. Three. This the situation of the pandemic is so fluid. It changes so much day to day, week to week. It's true, you just can't. It, it, obviously, Tony Khan and AEW made the decision. We're going to go forward. I mean, I think, I think, I think it's even been on the record at this point that Tony Khan had called Brody Lee and said, "Look, if you want to wait and hold your debut off, we can do that." And Brody said, "No, let's just go." But it, you know, if you start setting the precedent that we're going to like not do any of the cool stuff until fans get back. Again, in March and April, especially when a lot of this stuff was being planned and, and you're starting to sign people to contracts, you don't know. I mean, luckily here in the month of June, some states, you know, st every state at some point is reopening and we're trying to get closer to the new normal. But you can't. You just have to move forward. You have to accept 
this is a situation we don't have a bunch of fans. Let's just move forward. I think they will. It's smart. FTR comes in, make them baby faces, because even though you don't have fans there live, you have all the fans watching at home on social media who want to see these guys succeed for a minute. They, they were underutilized, given a comedy sh- crap gimmick in WWE. So you don't need to make them heels right away. Hopefully you can wait to have them turn heel, have the money match with Young Bucks, and by that point at All Out, you do have fans. So initially I'm all for them coming in and being baby faces against Butcher and Blade who are just kind of out there and, and booking purgatory, essentially. So they announced Fighter Fest is going to take place over two weeks on AEW Dynamite on TNT. So it'll be free, not a pay-per-view. It'll be July 1st and July 8th will be Fighter Fest. Yay. <laughs> You're very excited about this, Matt. What video game cosplay will they, they do this year at Fighter Fest that'll get Matt to pop? Zero, nothing, no, nothing. Not one. There's not a single video game that someone could come out dressed as, and Matt wouldn't be like, "Oh, no, that's cool." I don't want them doing cosplay. I'm not entertained by that. Anti cosplay has made his stance clear. <laughs> Is it because that time I I was disappointed to be butt kickers, butt kickers, pro athletes, people you want to meet in a dark alley, um, whatever have you. That's the way I like my wrestlers. I that one time I said, you know, I couldn't believe you never were Zangief from Street Fighter for Halloween. (laughs) I tell you, there's money in that match. Yeah, missed opportunity. Uh, let's talk uh, backstage. Marvez was talking with Colt Cabana after the loss. Brody Lee showed up, told him it's what he does after a loss and how he responds. So Colt Cabana perhaps mixing it up with the Dark Order, question mark? Yeah, I can see that. And that's good for Colt, I think. Yeah, could be something. Uh, Cody versus Jungle Boy for the AEW TNT Championship in the main event tonight. So, of course, Cody retained in this. There was blood. There was a table spot. What did you think of this mat- match in the main event, man? I thought it was very good. Very, very good. But, again, my attention was on NXT. Yeah. Yeah, same. Yeah, good, good match. But I, 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 had no, I had no need to catch every moment of this match because I, I knew what was trying to be done and what the outcome was going to be. In it. And it, it was exactly what I figured. So I was far more focused on the screen that I had NXT on. NXT's ending was surprising. I think we thought Drake was going to get the win. I mean, we knew he was going to stay, but yes, at least they didn't do it in the most predictable way possible. Um, the chat rooms keep commenting on my hair. I cut my hair again using uh, my Manscaped. Talk about this the next time we've uh, got an ad later this month. But tonight, let's hop right into the NXT, which opened with Candice LeRae versus Mia Yim tonight. Double count out ending. And overall, I like this. It's kind of interesting that um, a couple of years ago, WWE tried with their Facebook or whatever. They tried to do the mixed match challenge where they tried to pair all kinds of different guys and girls up. Yeah. Now they actually in NXT have some organic mixed match challenge happening between uh, Mia and Keith, Candice and Johnny, Karrion yeah, and Scarlett. In, in, in this day and age where social media and everything, we know everybody's business. We know who is, you know, we know. Lana wasn't isn't really with Bobby Lashley, so you know, get the f out of here with trying to sell me on that. You know, I like them. 
I kind of like this. I like Keith. I like I like all four participants. I like all that happened. There was a lot that went down. If we were if you want to go down, if you want to go back and, and break it down and watch yourself, you can see how it happened. I like this. I, I like the the natural mixed combinations that are happening here of guy and girl and, and the stories that are being told and, and the vignettes that are being shot. After the match, we uh, after the double count out, we had the fighting continued. Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez rushed out to get involved. So did Chauncey Blackheart and Tegan Knox. Um, Matt, I want to get your thoughts on this match, but are you a little worried given that you have the same fondness for NXT's women divi- women's division about this talk of more call-ups? Justin, I know you hate that term to the main roster, but I mean, I don't, I don't want to see any more women leave NXT at this point. I think they've got a really, really good thing going. Uh, but, but, no, because they'll screw them up when they bring them to run SmackDown too. I fear. Oh yeah. Nice? Well, to be fair, the only 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 woman I think at the moment in NXT they're talking about sliding over to Friday or Monday <laughs> is is Chelsea Green, and that's why they separated her from from Robbie from Robert Stone. So. You know, there's a difference between when you have talent go from NXT to Raw or SmackDown. Like, it's the same thing with Matt Riddle. Oh. It's the same thing if they do it with Dijakovic. None of these talents in NXT got to the top at NXT, won the world title, held the world title for a while. You know, they've had some success, so that might be better. The problem that's happened is when we've seen guys like Finn, like Joe, like Bobby Roode, and many others who got to the top of the NXT mountain – sustained uh, takeover main events for a certain amount of time, then got brought to Raw or SmackDown, there was a bar that was here, and Vince and company were not ready to put them there. It just wasn't going to happen. So the fact that Matt Riddle never became NXT World Champion, the fact that Dominic Dijakovic, who we think is going to happen on, come on Raw soon, never became World Champion, the fact that Chelsea Green kind of had a cup of coffee when you really look at it NXT, that might that might fare better for them on and their expectations and usage on Raw or SmackDown. So. That that took forever, but um, <laughs> because then I forget what I'm gonna. I, I, then I, I, get, I get you know, forget what I was gonna say. Um, Couldn't have been that good then. This is true, more than likely <laughs> true. But um, oh, Chelsea Green, Robert Stone. I made my video. Uh, for, oh, that's right. Um, I don't know. Oh, it was my phone. I don't know when it was played. Um, it, it comes after she gets rid of him and fires him. Ah. Um, so whenever that, you know, so that should be coming. Be, be ready to see it. Brian Barry 499 asking, do we think WWE and AEW should do a cross-promotion pay-per-view? And is that what's missing from wrestling nowadays? I don't think that will happen ever. Brian, what are you thinking? There's no way Vince would ever be okay with that. Ever, no. yeah, too but much risk. Would I like? Would I like to see some matchups with a lot of like the Bucks and Omega and Hangman versus some WWE talent like AJ and stuff? Yeah, I would. You know, do you remember like 20, 22 years ago, Marvel and DC did that mashup series of comics, and it was to borrow yeah. a phrase that oh, you yeah. love, Matt. It was cute, but it wasn't as good as you think it would be. To see like Captain America and Superman, right. like some things just work better as a fantasy. The reality is ultimately a letdown. Totally uh, true. The invasion angle being a great example of that. Oh God. 
they just get to use the right talents. Hi. Yeah, yeah. Hi. When you don't, when you don't have access to the NWO and guy, I mean, it's just so uh, many people. Sting, Goldberg, yeah. so many people. Yeah. Here's, so here's here's Chuck Plum. Sorry, Chuck. Here's Chuck Plum. <laughs> here's Buff Backlund. Uh, I actually so, would have preferred they kept. I would have preferred they kept Buff Bagwell for it. At least he had a personality and charisma. So that led into the mixed match of Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae versus Keith Lee and Mia Yim, with Candice LeRae and Johnny Gargano getting the win. Yeah. Um, okay. uh, this did nothing for me. I'm just gonna be honest. It was all right. Uh, we got. Build up for Karrion Cross versus Tommaso Ciampa at Sunday's Takeover in Your House event. Can't believe that's coming up Sunday. Really looking forward to that. Well, it does. Uh, honestly, to me, it's feeling like it's taking forever to get here. Um, but uh, yeah, looking forward to that. Definitely want to see what they do with him with Cross. How do they book him? How do they see him? We'll know after this match. Yeah, I think we all expect Cross to win. We don't expect him to lose, but like. How long does it take? How much offense does Chompa get? Like uh, that's the stuff. I'm. It'll be fun to watch. Oh, it'll be. I think it'll be a normal match, uh, a normal timed out match. It's not going to be fast. How many false finishes, Matt? Aren't they doing it like in a different setting? I thought. No, that's 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 Cole and Dream. To a title. Oh, sorry. Um, now this will. Oh, twenty-five. Ah, uh, so. What happened next? Uh, Dexter Loomis was backstage given his – well, he didn't say anything when asked about Velveteen Dream's chance of defeating Adam Cole on Sunday. Uh, but Loomis was uh, drawing something. I believe Can they I showed, just say yeah. – he sounds like a villain from Dexter. Yes. I think that's what they're going for. Oh, there you go. Big Dexter fans in the uh, – NXT creative. Uh, we got the preview for Velveteen Dream versus Adam Cole at TakeOver. Good. That was cool. I uh, got Drake Maverick building up his uh, match in the main event. And uh, I did like him saying that, uh, like, screw it. I'm going to go to catering. I'm going to eat those cookies. I'm going to have chocolate cake. I like that they were kind of playing up that this attitude that he had made peace with whatever the outcome was going to be in the match. I thought that was solid character work. Yeah, definitely. Um, then we had Tony Nese versus Isaiah Swerve Scott. This was pretty good, I thought, actually. I like this. Yeah, I'm a big fan of uh, of Swerve. Swerve. Oh, and they did reveal what Dexter Loomis was drawing. It was the Undisputed Era in the back of a car that he was driving. It was a good drawing. I don't know who actually did good it. Drawing. I don't know if it's him or who actually did it. It was a good drawing. Good cartoon drawing. <sighs> a little bit of foreshadowing there, maybe. Perhaps. Oh, the number one contender's triple threat for the tag titles, the Undisputed Era versus Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch versus a surprise entrant, which was Brazongo. Now they're astronauts. I, I forgot they were even there. With all the release, it was good. It was a good yeah, pop. With all the releases we've had, and this and that, I, and I like both those guys, Tyler and 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 Fandango. I forgot they were even there. So yeah, it made me go, "Oh, hey, look, that's cool." Hey, hey. forgot. 
Meh, this team's not going to be honestly. Well, Brazongo won. I'm assuming they're not going to win the tag titles, but good for them to get something. It is, but like they don't need the gimmick on gimmick stuff, especially in NXT. I think it works better with an audience. But remember, Tyler Breeze Definitely. had the match of his career a couple months ago yes, on NXT. Did. And that was with yes. no gimmicks, so maybe you got a point there. They don't need it. We All the fans want to see them do well. So don't make them comedy. Don't make them jokes. We don't need that for those two. We want to see them get a legit opportunity. Fun times with games. Donger 99 if Adam Cole loses the title, what's next for him? Justin, do you think we cold see him Monday night sideways. and Raw? Yeah, Wait, it's called sideways. He's called oh, a sideways, sideways move. He's going sideways. <laughs> he, he's, he's, he's been a record uh, holding champion for NXT. For the, I mean, if he loses the title, you can't do anything else. He's gone as high as there is. So he, he's going to do the electric slide and boogie-woogie either this way to SmackDown or boogie-woogie this way to Raw. Either way, he's got to slide over. Does Undisputed Era go with him? Boogie-woogie, that's right. Sing the song, Justin. Sing the boogie woogie. It's electric. Boogie woogie. And no, uh, the other three did not go with him. <laughs> if you haven't gone to a wedding and done the electric slide, you haven't lived. <laughs> That's your criteria, huh? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, uh, oh, uh, Imperium was ringside on this. Staring down the new number one contenders. Oh, and then Indus Sheer was also out there with Malcolm Bivens. Three-way stare down. Dude, so. Where do you read these reports from? Do you wrestle? Do you read them on Wrestling Inc.? This is from Wrestling Inc. No, no offense, Wrestling Inc. did a terrible job because Glenn's struggling reading them and staying in order. So I blame Wrestling Inc. Uh, okay, we got some super chats, which we'll get to in a minute. Let me take this off the screen. So, Aaliyah versus Santana Garrett. Santana I'm so Garrett happy to see Santana win. Garrett. So happy. So happy for her. She's worked so hard, you guys. I know I say about everybody, but she really has. She's worked so hard to get here. Happy to see it. She deserves it. And I hope she gets that authentic opportunity. I, I think she is. She's getting away. Yeah. Yeah, this was this was not long. But this was really good for what it was. And this was hard-hitting. Both girls, hard-hitting. You know, uh, Santana gets a win. The story here is, like, you know, Rob, Rob, Robert Stone was had his new client. She loses. He's kind of, like, losing his mind. And I like Aaliyah. I like Santana, but I like Aaliyah, too. I like uh, I, I like everything going on here. Again, quick, but, again, if you, if you take in this podcast and want to find a highlight, go check this couple minutes out. Uh, terrible Trey, 89 buck 99 saying Glenn looking fresh with the cut. Thank you, sir. Uh, Terry Allen Jr., $2 super chat. Just as a question, Matt, uh, I know you've talked about uh, your son before and some of the activities you enjoy with him. He wants to know just sort of what activities you guys have been doing lately. What does he, uh, what does he adore? Oh, he loves a ra Razor scooter. His Razor scooter loves it. Loves it. And his play the playground in the backyard and the pool. Well, the pool is number one. Scooter is number two. Uh, Tony Starks has an interesting question, 999, saying, with the landscape of everything that's going on in the world, do you think we'll see more champions of color? Fun fact, there have only been four black world champions in WWE throughout its 67 years. Um, I thought WWE's statement, you know, I admire them making that and putting it out there. I feel like with Kofi last year, 
they're trying to acknowledge uh, some of their shortcomings in having a more diverse championship slate. But I don't know that they would do something reactionary to the current situation. That seems a little unlike them. You, you know, go ahead, Justin. No, I'm not. I didn't mean to cut you off. It's it, Tony. It's a good question. I today on the Wrestling Daily, Nick Hausman and I were talking about Drew McIntyre versus Bobby Lashley, and I made a statement. I forget the context. It had nothing to do with race, but I just made the context of booking of like, oh, well, there's no chance Drew's going to lose this, you know. So I was kind of taken out of it. And Nick said, and I got to give him credit. He said, you know, it's. Bobby Lashley, obviously, is a guy who's got a, you know, is a guy who should have more credibility in the WWE world, who he has, unfortunately, with the way they booked him. But if there was ever a time to where you wanted to make Bobby Lashley, both because he deserves, he has the talent to uphold it, but also yeah. given yes. given the climate, maybe this is the time you do it. And, and, I, and I didn't have a rebuttal. I didn't have a good comeback. I said, you know what? You got me. This might be, you know. Who on God's green earth could not envision Bobby Lashley as a world heavyweight champion? Seriously. Well, well, I he well, embodies that. Well, I, I say only because yeah, Bobby's a badass. I mean, Bobby's a badass in every every sense of it. But in the WWE booking, he has not been made yeah. to to to. No, you're you're right. Come off as that. So, well, no, you're right. But that you could, he is somebody that you can literally put the championship on tomorrow, and no one's going to say, "Oh, that's he doesn't deserve it." Nobody would say that because, again, because of his credibility. Everybody that watches it has watched the show going, this is what they're doing with him? Come on. This yeah. is ridiculous. When are we going to get Brock Bobby? You know? I agree. I'd love to see it happen. I just think this storyline, I, th- I mean, to, to Nick's point on the thing, I think it would be a reaction to everything that's going on right now if that were to happen, given the way he's been booked giving the stuff with Lana, this this would be a very big swerve for him to win the title. Well, that's, what I, well, that's what I said to Nick. I said, I, I can't argue that it might not be a, a, something that's entertaining in the booking um, means right now, but like how much of the audience would eye roll this as like, okay, you're just giving it to Bobby after you made him go through some ridiculous wedding storylines. You're just doing it because of what's going on in the country. Or, or, or would they get heat for pandering for uh, PR? That's what I'm saying. Mm. It, everybody would just roll their eyes and go, "Oh, it took it took this tragedy that's going on in the country right now to make you put the world title on Bobby Lashley. You could have had it many years prior." That, yeah, that's what that's that's what my thought was. Is like there could this could be, be a fair, he should be a multiple former world champion by now, multiple multiple times. He's an he's an absolute machine. His promos have strongly improved. We've seen his work in TNA. He can be entertaining on the mic. Just give him a chance. Yeah. Instead, they're imposing and doing like stuff that Bobby doesn't do in real life. Yeah. You know, everybody loves Bobby Lashley too. In real life, like, he gets along with everybody because he's not some quiet person like he you think he may look like. He's funny. He's witty. He cares about people. Dude, he's like, he's your not prototypical. What's the word I'm looking for here? Like again, he should be a perennial, a perennial, perennial, perennial heavyweight champion by now. Like, I don't know. Well, that's why I think nobody believes that he's a guy that was like a home wrecker to Rusev and Lana, which they've been trying no. to push for six months. You know, it's like the opposite. It's like opposite. Like you know, like making me stutter. It's like, like it's like here's a guy with a communications degree on public speaking. You know, you know what I mean. Let's make him. Let's take that away from him. Yeah, you know, like what's what's next? Taking away my height, making me walk out on my knees. <laughs> you, you, you know, like like you take away everybody's like things. Like Bobby's 
Rabbi shouldn't have been doing that. We all know that. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, we'll see what happens. I think he's deserving of a championship title run, but this does not feel like that's the trajectory his storyline is on. With Kofi, it felt <clears> like the story was so organic, such a natural groundswell you know, of support. It was awesome. That was yeah. awesome. It was a moment in time for sure. I would be interested in the statistic is how many in totality. Well, see, there's no way to do that because it was developmental too, right? Yeah. Or at least there was when I was there through the years. I wonder what the totality number would be if somebody could find that statistic. Uh, how many overall African-American uh, uh, sports entertainers, I can't say pro wrestlers anymore apparently, um, WWE has had in its history, totality. Yeah. I don't know what that number is. We uh, saw a preview of Io Shirai versus Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair for Sunday's takeover uh, in your house. Rhea Ripley. It was interesting how she was like acknowledging what a terrible year <laughs> she's had professionally. Yeah, talked about how 2020 sucked. And uh, I like this vignette overall. I like the the underwater stuff with Shirai. I like the just showing Rhea with her, her discipline. Charlotte a little cocky and saying... You know, I don't go here. I made NXT. I thought this was really well done. This was, uh, I don't know if this is, I don't know if it's Jeremy Borash or who to credit. I suspect Jeremy, but this was very well done uh, for these three. I don't go here. I made this place. That was awesome. Yeah, it's really good. (laughs) Yeah. I think this is going to be a great match. Um, I'm assuming Charlotte's not walking out as champ, but who do you got, Matt? Io Shirai or Rhea Ripley? I think I would like to see Rhea Ripley. Love to see her get back. Yeah, I agree. Why is it? Um, so after that, we had Cameron Grimes versus Bronson Reed. With Cameron Grimes picking up the winner. How many matches were on this show? Good lord. Um, <laughs> well, the biggest parts would happen after. Just read what happened after. So after Grimes won, Karrion Cross appeared in the ring. Scarlett looked from the outside as he stared down Bronson Reed. Cross planted Reed back into the mat with a doomsday Saito suplex. Cross addressed the camera and uh, said the Sunday special in regards to his match against Tommaso Ciampa. Take over in your house. Cross issued a TikTok warning as we go back to commercial. Strong, very strong finish. Love this. He got over like Rover in it. Over like Rover. And they did announce uh, Shotzi Blackheart, Tegan Knox, and Mia Yim versus Raquel Gonzalez, Dakota Kai, and Candice LeRae <laughs> for takeover. And then we have the tournament finals for the interim NXT Cruiserweight title, El Hijo del Fantasma versus Drake Maverick. Um, Fantasma picking up the win here. And as we talked about, Drake... Uh, Doing a hell, hell of a match, looking devastated after the loss. Yes. Uh, yes. On the ring, tears pouring down his face. Triple H coming out and handing him an NXT contract. I, I, now, I'm going to ask a stupid question. He obviously knew he was going to get that contract, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. What do you think? Yeah. Well, I'm going to watch it again. I know it really well. I want to watch it again and see if I could see anything in that that I felt was real or not. I mean, Matt, if well, I guess it was taped. It wasn't live. But if it was live and they said to you ahead of time, uh, so sorry, buddy, you got to do the do the job out there. And uh, hey, it's been a good run. You know, uh, go to Japan, come back in a couple of years. We'll see what happens. And you knew it was live TV. You might not be as magnanimous and, you know, kind as, as Drake. Where I, but I have to think you knew ahead of time that 
he was getting this. Yeah, I mean, their their crowd's full of developmental guys and girls who are being told, "Thank you, Drake. Thank you, Drake," and they're clapping. Look, I don't, I don't want to like, I don't want to reveal how the sausage is made to everybody, but I think, I think Drake knew from the very beginning of this that he was there to stay. I think he knew this what the goal was. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna do something that's gonna hopefully get you over. We're gonna, we're gonna play off of this mass release of talents. And you're here to stay. You're gonna be NXT. You're not. And 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 that is what it is. Justin, you thought they went to him, and they made a bunch of budget cuts and say, "Hey, we're gonna add you to it, but we really don't mean it. We're gonna do a storyline with it." I think when when all those releases him him included happened in the third week of March, I think around that time, he knew he had a place still in the company, and they were gonna play it out. Yes. No, he, they did this when he got they got backlash for it. Once he cut that promo, they took they took back their deal and they wanted to uh, help him. I guarantee it. They had too much backlash over it. They're very malleable nowadays. They're not like they used to be, which is a good thing. You should be listening to your consumer. Yeah, there was something about the video that he put out when in his release video he was hyping the tournament and that's it and, and that's one of many things yeah his, that was his, his, his tears and drake is such good with facials and he's the little guy he's the underdog he's mighty mouse and even in his i just lost my job with everybody else in this pandemic he still did the hard push but make sure you turn in tune into the tournament from the very beginning, this was this was what it was. But I'm what I'm saying is that they got backlash when he was on that before he made that video. Remember that video came out within I don't know. It came out within really close hours of 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 them making public. I it is what it is. No matter what, he's there, and which is great. And this has been I'm glad he's there. But I, I don't. I think I think they knew what they're doing from, from the very beginning. I think maybe maybe the maybe the inner workings where he's a name that gets cut on Vince or Mark Caron or somebody's budget list, and Triple H goes, mm-hmm. "Let me grab this guy and bring him to Wednesdays, and we maybe we restructure his contract." Whatever happened there, who knows? But I think from the very beginning they knew Drake Maverick is not going to be a guy who's going to be a free agent. Rockstar Spud is not going to be a free agent who's going to be grabbed by anybody else. This guy is staying within our walls. And I think the pro wrestling tease store, even impact, uh, maybe teasing them in this promo that they have for their upcoming was it slam anniversary. I, th- I think maybe they, they wanted to play with people's expectations a little bit and the reality of it. Well, so let, me do, let me do that news story. Let's just, cause I know we're trying to get out of here cause we're, we've yeah. been going. So yeah. And mind you impact teased a lot of people. And it was, and remember, they, they're using footage they own, so it's not like everybody knew they were going to be featured in this. So Impact put out a, uh, a video the other day that has gotten a lot of buzz. So good on them. It's a teaser video for Slam Reversary, which is their pay per view on July 18th, which is when all the talents who were released in March would from WWE would be officially out of the clear of the non compete. And basically, it, 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 it teases who's going to be who could show up, and they do all kinds of things of showing footage of a lot of talents or imagery of a lot of talents and basically uh, featured in it was a teasing of uh, Eric Young, Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson, Kurt Hawkins, EC3, Mike and Maria Kanellis, uh, Drake Maverick. There was also a Bulgarian flag to represent uh, Rusev. So they got a lot of people buzzing, but they're, they basically have people on the hook to tune in to slam anniversary of who, who's a free agent in the wrestling world could potentially show up. 
So there you go. A lot of buzz. Why I'm predicting Eric Eric Young is my prediction. And the uh, other story that we will bring up here, uh, Tony Khan revealed through some tweets that Hulk Hogan is banned from AEW shows. Um, Hulk Hogan's ex-wife, Linda McMahon, Linda was um, tweeting her opinions in regards to Black Lives Matter and all that's going on. I'm not even going to read the tweets. There's a lot of them. If you really want to find them, go find them. Opinions, I think, is a little highbrow, Justin. (sighs) Basically... Linda tweets a bunch of things. Tony Khan replies to said tweets and says, you've now joined your husband in being banned from all AEW shows. Congratulations. And that obviously took a lot of headlines that, oh, Hulk Hogan's banned from AEW. So there you go. I never knew he was banned from AEW. Nobody did until Tony Khan revealed it through through, uh, responding to uh, Linda McMahon and her call. Or Linda Hogan. I said Linda Hogan. God, sorry. Yeah. Linda, Linda Hogan. Jesus. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Linda Hogan. Hulk Hogan uh, probably can't go to a wrestling event unless it's like a sanctioned prearranged thing anyhow. I mean, can you imagine him just in the crowd at anything and not at a wrestling event not distracting from everything else going on? I mean, his other controversies aside, it does seem sort of... Uh, yeah. Anyhow, uh, what else do we got? Any other that's, stories? That's it. That's it. That's, that's it. enough. That's enough. Sounds good, folks. Uh, so Friday you. night. Thanks, guys. Justin won't be here. We'll have Friday night Raj. <laughs> good luck, guys. He's at BP Matt Morgan. He's at Justin Labar, Matt Glenn Rubenstein. We'll catch you back here Friday for SmackDown on the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. Take care. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park